Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, weather is decent. It's a little higher than usual. It's a 27 degrees Celsius, which I think is around 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, You're only five degrees warmer than you. Wow. Um, the funny thing is though, for here, they're like, it's a heat warning, watch out. And I'm like, I don't think that's like the worst heat wave. <laughs> like, I think I've seen worse, I, I, but like the one you had a couple weeks ago was pretty bad. Yeah. Like we got up to 40 degrees Celsius. So that was like pretty bad, but crazy. Yeah. yeah. So this, this isn't but too bad. This is like, I, I, I was going out, I, you know, I did, I will admit, I wasn't fully keeping up on my water and I felt a little dizzy. So I came home and I just downed wow. as much water as I humanly could, but. Oh, good. I'm glad you compensated for the water. You got to drink your water, you know. Yep. Um, I actually bought one of those Brita filters. I, I, like, oh, I love that thing. Your fridge? Yeah, I love that thing. Uh-huh. It's great. Even though. It makes a difference in the water, yeah. I, I think it does actually. Like the water tastes mm-hmm. a little cleaner, if that makes sense. So even if it's placebo effect, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe that taste is just like some kind of mineral that's being added or something. Like I don't know. Maybe it's not the greatest, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm living my dream here that it's that's good for you. So um, right. plus I'm not it's like a real fancy. I don't drink a lot of, like, beer or anything like that. Like, I mainly just drink, like, Coke Zero. It's my, my main vice. And then water, so, uh, yeah. That's not that bad of a vice. No, could be worse, right? Could be. And you said it's 5 degrees warmer your way? So. Yeah, it's 85 degrees, but it's probably, like, 150 degrees, Yeah. You know, with, with the humidity. humidity. Yeah. Yeah, when it was, like, really hot, some people were saying they couldn't breathe, and I'm like, I guess that's probably what it's like down in Florida. Like, it just gets so hot yeah, that you have trouble breathing. Say. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're, we're kind of used to it, but I also see why people go up north during the summer, because it's, it can be pretty brutal. Yeah. You know, you don't walk the dog during certain hours. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, like, you gotta start your day early. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but we're kind of used to it. You know, I grew up with that, so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I, I always find it interesting that we're only a couple degrees difference, but it probably feels completely different. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I one of us. I would be like, oh, it's so cool here. <laughs> you know? Well, I always find too. Like personally, like I just get so uh, used to it being like 10 to 15 degrees Celsius that like anything outside of that is like I start to notice a difference, which is. Interesting. Oh, you have a pretty temperate climate, right? Being on yeah. the coast and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. I remember it seemed like it was like, it was always around like 60 or 70 degrees Celsius. Or not Celsius. It would be like 150 degrees. We'd be um, like baking alive. Around 50 or 60. Yeah. Fahrenheit when I was there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's, it's kind of like Hawaii. Like it doesn't vary in temperature that much, does it? I don't think it does. No. Like it's mostly the same. That's why I think people complain a lot. Snow when it's like super hot or super cold like it, it's in it, when you look at it it's just like a small difference but it just feels so much worse when you actually are right. there feeling it so right all right well we're here to talk about gilmore girls and of course some some weather talk every yeah. so often mm-hmm. you know but uh 
That's we're important. He- yeah, gotta keep up on your weather. It's an important part of the environment. So. <laughs> Except you're listening to this podcast like a year from now, and you're like, thanks. <laughs> I want someone to like listen to this when it's like winter and we're talking about how hot it is, and they're just like, I hate right, it so like, much. Are they recording this? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're here to talk about season three, episode fourteen of Gilmore Girls, called Swan Song. And uh, yeah, this is an episode uh, where Jess meets Emily, and I think even without knowing the episode, you can. You, you know how it's yeah. going to go down, right? Like, you yeah. know these two. But it's interesting because the episode doesn't quite go the way that you expect it would. Um, yeah. Because in a, in a weird way, like, Jess, is, Jess goes there and, like, Emily is really cordial. She's very kind and courteous. And, like, you know, I think she's... she's you're like, what's wrong with her? Yeah, you're watching this, you're like... What the heck? Emily should be like mortified right now. She's like right. ripped people apart for far less than this. Right. And then you find out later that yeah, she is just like yeah, she she does not like Jess. In fact, she her sort of ripping into Jess is like on on a level that like I don't yeah, I thought it was great. It was like one of the great like little great little lines in this episode was basically her um doing that so um but i mean they were meaner to dean weren't they yeah well they were but, like but it's because richard was there though yeah i wonder how much that kind of eggs emily on a little bit well the funny thing is is like i i think emily is such somebody that is really about being polite and being cordial um even when it came to like uh, Dean and Richard having their spat, like, she seemed to, like, be kind of c- trying to calm it down, but, like, I-, I think she's not gonna, like, she's not gonna be the person that's gonna, like, rip that person to shreds on the spot, but they will mm-hmm. later be like, what Almost did you do? Her family. Yeah, exactly, like, how she did it, like, she was like, he's a barbarian, like, how dare he, and, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you see that quite a bit with narcissists, that they will look really good to other people when it comes to their own family. Mm-hmm. They'll rip them to shreds. Um, and also, you see Lorelai was doing this really nice, like, thank you so much for, you know, being so understanding. And, it, and then Emily, like, pauses and yeah. then just rips into him. And, yeah. And you know, it's kind of like with narcissists, too. You'll say thank you for something that they did, and they'll use it as an opportunity to just, like, you know, complain and complain about something or criticize you. I, th- I yeah. think like that was thought on. Yeah, for sure. Um, Instead of Emily just saying, you know, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this episode, uh, Lorelai goes to Manhattan with Alex and Suki and Jackson, which I gotta say, this is maybe the first episode where Jackson didn't completely annoy me. So that's, that's progress, I guess. He was actually, yeah. if anything, like kind of nice. Like he was being kind of fun, you know, like he seemed to be, right. you know, somebody that you would actually want to hang out with. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe there's some no, no. progress for Jackson. Did you guess that this was written by Daniel Palladino? Uh, you I know guessed. what? <laughs> no, no. I actually, it's funny enough because I have the page up and I didn't even realize it was written by Daniel Palladino until you I said that. And then I looked up and I'm like, oh, it is written by him. Um, there, was, there were some kind of rude comments and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a Daniel Palladino episode. Yep. What like what in particular? Like, what like, was what? it like? They said something about um some making fun of somebody that's fat. 
Which is oh. something that we've seen in other episodes of his. Yeah. Well, I know uh, there was the, a big thing in the revival about, like, a fat shaming joke that, like, people did not like. And then, you know, people got really upset about it. But I'm like, they've been making jokes like this before. And I'm not just saying that to excuse it by any stretch. But I'm just saying, like, it, you know, we've we've seen them make jokes like this before. But things have changed. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. And then, yeah, the big thing is... uh. Jess shows up, he's got a black eye, and we're all trying to figure out what caused the black eye. What caused it? He will what not tell that? Rory. What was your guess? Before we found out, I mean, mm-hmm. my guess was that like he was just roughhousing with some friends, and it got a little out of hand. You never mind my mind. Sorry? Maybe he got a fight with Luke. I thought he was fighting with Luke. Oh, okay. And Luke punched him. And I don't know why my brain went there, because it doesn't sound like, like their interaction. No, it doesn't, like, no. At first I was like, it must have been Dean, right? Like, but then I Luke can get aggressive, but, like, it, it still comes from a place of love. Fit. Yeah, right, like... It doesn't fit his character at all, but... Like, he'll yell at Jess, but, like, even though he's yelling, you can tell he still loves Jess, which is kind of... He's doing, weird... like, kind of fake yelling, sort of? Like, he's kind of, yeah. That's what you have to do, sort of. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I figured he like just got into like a fight with some like one of his friends, but like I didn't think it was Dean because I think part of me knows if it was Dean, they would have showed that. Or like he would we would have been open about that. Like, well, oh, we yeah, would have seen it, I think, to know, right? Yeah. Like they would have shown like a scene of them at school getting into a fight, and then we would see him with the black yeah. eye. So then at least you kind of know. Really yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then you find out it's a swan, which I thought was pretty funny. Although it might have actually been a Canadian goose. Yeah, I mean, they're... They're they're more aggressive than swans, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Like... You've you've told me stories about how evil they are, so... They're the worst. And they're protected, so you can't do anything. It's the worst. That's right. Are they endangered or something? Why are they... No, they're just... They're Canada's national bird, so... Oh, really? Yeah, you can't mess with them. But they'll mess I with like you. It's like a bird that's just like super mean. It's like in that like Lethal Weapon two when the guy's like, "I've got diplomatic immunity." It's like that, but a bird basically. It's got diplomatic immunity. Can't do anything to him. They it's... know. But then they'll attack you. Anything. Yeah, right. But that's yeah. a lamb. Yeah. Um, then we get the Jess wanting to beat the bird to death, which is which is um <laughs> a little scary. Yeah. And Luke goes with him. I don't know how serious yeah. they were, you know? I think he was just maybe a little upset. Uh, I'm glad they didn't actually do it, but part of me was like, I, I get the impression they're just like, he's probably pretty upset, because I imagine for him, like, I think he knew that this dinner was important for Rory, and I'm wondering if, like, if he debated, like, showing up with the black eye or not, right? So. Right. And then we have Rory inviting him to or telling grandma that he's gonna show up when she hasn't even asked him yet mm-hmm well and the other thing too is like even when he's at the dinner like he's really knowledgeable about manners he's like we shouldn't be yelling in front of your, mm-hmm. your grandmother and stuff like that i'm like man he knows more about like these things than rory does which i thought was pretty funny mm-hmm. like right. he was he was like oh it's not play blah 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 all this stuff like right you know, I, I thought it was funny. I'm like, I, I actually thought think him and Emily would get along at least in that regard because. Oh, I think so. They would have some good barbs. 
yeah. back and forth. Yeah. He'd be a good verbal sparring partner for her. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm a carnivore. The way he just said, I'm a carnivore, I'm like, oh, he's such a good actor. He really is. Yeah. And yeah, you know, he doesn't quite tell Rory the truth. You know, he tells her that he got hit by a football, but. And she's like, you play football and you have friends? <laughs> Yeah. That, I was like, that just doesn't even sound like something he would be doing. No. Uh, but by the end of the episode, they they seemingly work it out. You know, thing things are, uh, yeah, um, yeah. But I think it also is like, I think this is their first real argument, really, Rory and Joss. And so. there is, and I just have to add from a mental health standpoint. Mm. Um, this doesn't seem to be the healthiest relationship. Okay. They don't communicate very well. Granted, they're teenagers, mm-hmm. but there's there's a push pull thing, and they kind of address this in the next episode. The issues with communication, but they just it, it just doesn't. Relationships should be effort, but not work. Right. And it seems like there's a a push pull between them that's like approach retreat approach retreat. And mm. that can be kind of addictive, um, that you get close and then you fight, and you get close and you fight. And there's something called trauma bonding, where if you do that enough, you start um, sympathizing with the abusive person. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying just abusive; it's just that you can see that you know they're fighting, and then it, again, you know, arguing in a relationship's normal. Um, yeah. Not arguing at all is actually a concern for me when I see couples when I don't see them talking at all about stuff. But to have that push pull, you got to be really careful with that. That you're not having fights and getting back together, and you're having fights and not getting and getting back together, and not solving the actual issue. Mm. Uh, because that can be a that can be an addictive pattern. Yeah. So and we can talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, that was my take on it. Like, ooh, I don't like where this is headed. I do think it's interesting because I think they have such chemistry, but I think it's, there's, I think there's a little bit of a mismatch there, and I. Chalk it up to them just being younger, in particular Jets. I think he, he still has to, like, you know, smooth out some of his edges. To you know. They have good chemistry, but good chemistry doesn't always equal you should be in a relationship with that person. No, no. But I, I do think that, that they they have a lot of compatibility together. I think mm-hmm. it's just at this point in their lives, there's just a few issues standing in the way of that. Um, Plus, again, they're teenagers. I mean, I think- yeah. I forget that sometimes. But I could see these two, you know, down the road, they've matured a little bit being a good match, uh, you know, mm. because there is such a compatibility there, but there's just some issues kind of standing in the way, like in particular, Jess being uh, jealous of Dean and Rory and stuff right. like that. So, And we see where that gets kind of discussed in the next yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, th- I do like this episode. I think part of the reasons why I like it, <laughs> a is like y- you know, Luke, Luke seemingly gets a little bit of joy every time Jess gets humbled. So when Jess tells him that he got attacked by a swan, Luke's face just gets so like, like you can tell he's like trying to keep it in, but he's like he's laughing pretty hard at that. Right. Uh, I like that. Right. Um, but also too, I think this is a little bit of a development in the Rory Lorelai relationship where Lorelai has to start to accept facts that like eventually Rory's going to have sex. And like, they have a bit of a talk about that in this episode. And like, you could tell, uh, Lorelai's not really comfortable with that. 
And I think it's not the necessarily... facial expression. She oh, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, it's like, not really, I think, per se, that she's uncomfortable with the sex of it. I think she's uncomfortable with losing the idea of what Rory is to right. her. Right, right. And I thought that, that the way that Lauren Graham shows all the facial expressions of what it's like to go through that, I think was she did a great job of that. There's, like, a little bit of confusion mm-hmm. and concern and love and, you know, just a whole bunch of different emotions. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. And handled that really well, too. Mm-hmm. I think Lorelai too. It's interesting because she has that that history, and it's really interesting that this episode comes back to back with Dear Emily and Richard, where we see what happened right. with Lorelai and uh, her pregnancy. You can see when she's like this, you know what her, what's feeling her. Like she has that history, she has those concerns, and she's wanting uh, Rory to avoid that. So. I think there, there's you can see a little bit of that in here, which I thought was pretty well well done. I was surprised that she didn't say anything about getting uh, Rory on the pill or anything like that or using condoms. Maybe that was part of the discussion they were going to have off camera. You yeah. Know? Maybe that was that. I um, wonder if the show maybe wanted to like avoid those kind of details and just kind of keep it like yeah, a little maybe. lighthearted. Like, I mean, mind you, as lighthearted as... Yeah. Mm-hmm. As lighthearted as like a topic like this gets, but... Right. Right. Um, but I did like I that there was that. They actually say the word sex. They called it it, but I don't think they actually. Did they? I don't. I think they were, they kind of danced around even the word sex. I can't remember. Which if they would kind of make sense for a show that is kind of designed for people to watch together in your family, right? So. Yeah, for sure. But I think it, they handled it well. Uh, I I really liked that part of this episode where, you know, we see the little bit of anxiety that Lorelai has with Rory coming to age and being you know sort of you know of age where she's gonna have sex with the people that she's with dating and i think that just makes her uncomfortable in a lot of ways and i I, it'll be interesting to see where they take that yeah it'll be interesting to see where they take that plot because i don't think well i know for sure but this is not the end of the the subplot like it'll continue and it'll be interesting to see where they take it for sure okay um favorite performance there's a few good ones in this episode. There's there's a few good ones, yeah. So I I like uh, Kirk as the Broadway show producer. Oh, director. that was great. <laughs> Where he's doing the the strobe lights or whatever, and and just uh, what was the quote he said about like you know that that story's dead, you know bury it, put it in a coffin. <laughs> yeah. Stick about like how bad the joke was. Now it just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the the story and that she needed to just you know come up with a new one where what they get into a fist fight or something like that. yeah I, I just i the curse growing on me more each episode i like it more i think they're giving him more which i like i yeah. i think mm-hmm. he's a character that like you don't have to do much with him but you can mm-hmm. use him to like kind of facilitate some little stories here and there and i think he works really well for right. that mm-hmm. um yeah uh, and your least favorite this episode. That was tough because I kind of liked a lot of them. They're um, all really good. I, uh, Patty was good. Um, Patty's always good, but I think I think Dean because again, you know, it's like they, they're also not giving him a lot to work with too. Mm. So maybe that's part of it as well. Maybe it's not the actor so much as just the stuff they're giving him 
Like, I know they ask him, like, you know, what do you, or Rory asks him, like, what do you have to do with this black eye? And, and or like, and he plays, like, he's like, well, I know the soup's in aisle six or something like that. And I'm like, what, what kind of a response right. is that? That was kind of weird. Right. Yeah, that was, that's like the writing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, he's kind of like, just kind of there. And it, everybody else did such a great job. Maybe that's part of it, too. Is mm. Compared to everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably say Dean. Okay. He was just kind of present. Um, for least favorite, oh mm-hmm. gosh, I'm gonna say Zach. I I don't like Zach. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's such a one note character where he's like, right. he's either sounds like he's super stoned or he's like just constantly making references to bands or he's taking over the Jackson role of complaining about things. And either way, I just don't. Oh like yeah, him. maybe that's what it is. It's like the Jackson quotient. You can only have so many people complaining, and so yeah, yeah they're like, "Well, we'll give it to Zach now. J- Jackson's off the hook." But yeah, I just I don't like him as character. And you know what? I I I think he's a character that is really tough to like him because he just seems so. I don't know. Like he doesn't seem to he's not have any. Likeable joy in anything yeah or be likable like i just don't like zach i'm like no i can do without zach um another kind of one note kind of guy yeah i'm wondering if there is like a a complaint quotient that jackson was not complaining so we had to have somebody complain about it it almost feels like that right because i haven't heard jackson complain in a while but now all of a sudden zach's the one that's like what are we doing pointing to the band like yeah Pass that crown over. Yeah. <laughs> Someone made it a secret ceremony or something. Where he yeah. Jackson met him in secret. Yeah, like, you're the town complainer yeah. now. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like you get a little scepter and a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's just like, I don't know. And the thing is, too, is Zach's not one of my favorite characters in the show. Uh, and I think when we get to season seven. It implies that he's going to be around for a while. Oh, yeah. He's around for a while. He he's all the way. He's even in the revival. But uh, I'll just say, season seven. Oh boy! If you hate Zach now, you're gonna like toss your computer out a window by season seven. <laughs> Thank you for warning me. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, Zach just uh, don't like Zach at all. So, anyways, we have that to look forward to, I guess. So, um, yeah. Um, did I say what my favorite was? I can't even remember, honestly. No, you didn't say it yet. Uh, I did like Jess, actually, this episode. Um, I... I guess it was... I think it's because, like, I liked how he handled Emily and all that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. he... You know, he was... He, he was very good at, like, keeping up, and even though, like... Mm-hmm. You know, Emily didn't like him in the end, but I liked how they they wrote his character and how he performed it too. He did such mm-hmm. a great job. So just like the way he just said, like I'm a carnivore, he could have said that so many different ways. But the way he said it was like a guy that's just like embarrassed that he's got a black eye and he's just yeah, like, you know, going up to. The, he already thought that the entry table was the dining room table, so he's yeah. already feeling kind of out of sorts and like he was kind of pressured to show up, and so he's like, yeah, I'm a carnivore. Yeah. <laughs> 
you could tell that he was going to go on to do a lot of great things with his acting because he's it just the way that line is delivered is perfect. It's exactly how you would do it if you were him. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, because he's just really kind of pithy. You know, and I can also see why like a... he rubs Emily the wrong way too because, like, he because he could beat he, Emily in her own game. Yeah, and he's so self confident in himself that I think mm-hmm. that like. Emily, I think, maybe could find somebody that's not self-confident and really kind of, like, dig into them. But you can't really do that with him. Yep. Like, he knows who he is. And, like, I, I think that that maybe is uh, intimidating to, to Emily. So, Right. Yeah. Yeah, that she's got somebody that she can't really mess with. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, there's the whole thing about the car and the car accident and everything, too. Which yeah. I understand. She still keeps holding on to that. So. Right. Right. Um. But you know what? I'm gonna be like Rory here. I'm gonna stand up for for Jess. I do. I do like him as a character. I think he works pretty well. I I think he's just got some things to work out. And I think that's gonna be part of his arc a little bit. Is like understanding, you know, who who he needs to be, and maybe t- you know, kind of wrestle with these ideas that like he's got a lot of baggage in his life between what happened with his mom and all that stuff. So there are some. There are some concerns about how he interacts with Rory for me, mm. uh, but I also had concerns about how how Dean was acting. But again, Fuelka is teenagers. Not just because your teenager doesn't give me an excuse to be abusive. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some there's some control issues I think that Jess has that I would kind of keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. But again, Dean had the same kind of stuff going on. Yeah. But again, they're teenagers, so they may not really know what relationships are all about, and they're just trying to you know they're trying to figure out who they are and what they want. And, mm-hmm. But there were some things there, there have been some things just over the show that kind of caused me some concern. Like the amount of times that Jess was telling Rory that she pushed him into the dinner. Now, granted she did, you know, again, commit him to this dinner without asking him first, which was kind of out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said to her several times about not wanting to be there. And yeah. it seemed like it was a little overdone. It was like to guilt her or something. Um, and so that was that wasn't okay with me, but uh, but overall, yeah, I'm hoping that we see some character growth. Yeah. Him. And we also don't know what his home life was like either. I mean, aside from Luke, but aside from Luke saying that the sister kind of dumped him. Yeah, but the sister comes in yeah. eventually, so. Okay. And we do get that very famous backdoor pilot to the Jess spinoff show that never happened. Oh boy, I can't wait. Is that coming up soon? Yeah. Is that the season? Oh, it boy. is the season, yeah. I'm trying to remember oh, what... I, yeah, I think it's like a... It will it, be so much fun. Yeah. I think uh, it's like the second last episode of the season too, which was really weird. So. Oh. Okay. Um... Uh, let's see. Favorite reference. I went with uh, one that's a little timely since they just got back together. But when uh, Luke yeah. Luke says Rory and Jess and Lorelai says, no, Ben and J-Lo, which is really funny because they were dating mm-hmm. and then they broke up. And 2021, they're back together, apparently. So. And I think they were just photographed not too long ago out for her birthday. Yeah. Apparently, they're, they're getting back together. So... Benefer, whatever they called it, you know, right, back on yeah. board. So, yep, yeah. There are a lot of good references in this. I like the one to Lane Stritch that Patty brought up because she's a really famous Broadway actress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and also uh, James Lipton is the so when they were talking about the person that wrote um, is it Barbar uh, the Holy Barbarians or whatever mm. so that the author of that actually is James Lipton who was the host of Inside the Actors Studio it actually is his dad um, and there's a really good episode I don't know if it's still on YouTube they might have pulled it but it's Dave Chappelle interviewing James Lipton because James Lipton interviewed all these people over the years all these actors mm. and what a great interview style I mean he, the amount of research he and his team did is astronomical um, but they had Dave Chappelle interviewing him and it's interesting they're talking about how James Lipton might be so conservative because James Lipton's interview talks about how how he was he was a mech in France which is basically a pimp and Dave Chappelle's like you know how many how many prostitutes did you have he goes oh no I represent the entire brothel so he was a pimp for the entire brothel <laughs> so you hear all the stuff about yeah and this was years this this came out like in what like um 2010 or 2011 mm. so it's funny that they're mentioning how conservative James Lipton is where you find out he's not at all uh, but the Dave Chappelle episode where he interviews James Lipton is, is like one of the best you can watch because it's really interesting to see how these two guys who you would think they're from from different places and don't have a lot in common mm. turn out to be like best friends. Yeah, and it's it's great. Like he took like um, Dave Chappelle took James Lipton to a Jay Z concert and you know like they were just kind of hanging out and it's mm. it's such a great interview to see James Lipton being interviewed after all these years. Yeah. Um, and he talks about yeah you know my dad was a beatnik and and Dave Chappelle's like yeah my parents were hippies and they're like talking about how you know the, like how their parents were alike and it's it's mm. just a really good episode but I, I like that they brought that up and they don't actually say James Lipton they just say the guy that hosts Actors Studio but yeah uh, and the fact that he was he was conservative and I'm like well it turns out years later nope nope <laughs> so, not so much nope. the case right um Let's see. Um, favorite quote in this episode. Do you have a favorite quote? I, I like him calling her book tease. Oh, that's funny. Because I mean, it, it's kind of like, well, oh, yeah, this book is so great. Well, no, you can't have it yet because I'm reading it. It's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like that, that he was kind of, you know, he was just joking with her and saying that. I just thought that was kind of a sweet little moment. Yeah. I did like the line with the Emily ripping into Jess. I thought that was great. Because, yeah, there was a little bit of delay and then just typical Emily fashion, she just fires off. She's just like... Bah, 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 bah. You know, right, uh, and again, it's, it's probably related to the fact that that Lorelai complimented her. So she saw an entrance and you wonder, like, maybe she thinks she's not worthy of being complimented? Mm. I don't know, but it's... it's again, you know, what I see with narcissists usually is that you compliment them and then they just, like, go on a tirade. Yeah. They kind of take that as like yeah. their sort of excuse to like Green just light. yeah yeah mm -hmm. so yeah but I love yeah there's just the timing of that where she waited just and you're like thinking oh good you know Emily's gonna say thank you and blah 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 nope <laughs> yeah so I really thought she's gonna say thank you I'm like oh yeah yeah right like you kind of think she's gonna do say or do something that's kind of like. Or even, like, I was expecting she would say something like, oh, Jess is not too bad or something like that, because they seem to be getting along relatively well. But, yeah. Didn't... But that's Emily, right? Is that she will not say something in front of the person, unless it's family, and then she'll pick them apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I, I like that. I, I also did like the part where Luke said uh, something about being beaked. He's like, I think this is the first time I've yeah. heard somebody ref- use the... As a, and as a verb. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Luke's and, and then he's telling Jess to don't use the ladle, it's new. Use the baster. Oh, yeah, that was great. So, yeah, I, I just like that. It was like, it was something simple, but, you know, mm-hmm. kind of funny at the same time, too. Yeah. Typical Luke. Like, he, he can be really right. witty sometimes, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see the family kind of wittiness come out. Mm-hmm. And I love that he has a box of stuff that he takes up every week. And then when he wants to check in on Jess and Rory, that he goes and says, oh, I need something, something, and he'll get it. And he'll put it all in a box and return it the next week so he has an excuse to go up there and check on them. Mm-hmm. That was really cute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, uh, behind-the-scenes trivia. Well, there's only one thing, and it might be a little bit of a shocker to some. Be prepared. Be ready. But uh, it's the last t- time we see Alex. Really? Yeah. Because I don't really, you don't really get a good look at him almost. Yeah. Really, it's the last time for Alex, so he served his purpose, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's done. Bye, Alex. Do they even discuss it anymore? I don't think so. Oh no! In the next op- in the next episode, they don't discuss it. Do they even talk about it? I know. I think he just does stop showing up. So. Okay, goodbye. Cool. Goodbye, Alex. Hardly knew you. Yeah. I I I think just think it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny, like you know, it's like oh, he's a lovely interest for Lorelai, and eh, not really. He's, for he's... two episodes. Bye. Yeah. Maybe something happened in New York. Maybe, or maybe I want to think maybe he was more attracted to Jackson, and maybe he's just like you know what, Jackson and I are gonna go off go do our own thing. Jackson is such a positive guy, and he never complains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Need... I was wondering, maybe it's the side Jackson we just don't see on the show. <laughs> yeah, like I want to see side where he like brings Suki flowers and he's like really sweet and nice, and just when we see him complaining, that's just like the like one percent of his, of the time we see him. It's um, like a reality show that's edited to make him look bad. Or yeah. You know, but I'm like, oh, he's actually just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I love that scene where they're talking about how great the show was, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, it was terrible. You know, because once once you have one friend that just kind of says the truth, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the person buying the tickets or whatever. It, you know, it just takes that one person to be honest, and then everyone's like, yeah, actually, now that I think about it. Right. Um, Any mental health observations about this episode? Well, yeah, again, the, you know, the narcissism of someone complimenting you and then you come out and just basically attack them mm-hmm. or it sounds like emily or uh, lorelei felt attacked and then just a dynamic of just not communicating a relationship and mm-hmm. that kind of push pull stuff um isn't healthy yeah and and that can be addictive and i think we're going to see some more of that in the next episode uh, mm-hmm. where there's this lack of communication and a real push pull dynamic and again that that can border into toxic territory yeah interesting to see if they work through that or it's going to continue to go on kind of a downward mm-hmm. slope yeah um, but you know i mean they have, i think they have more chemistry than she had with dean but again you know it's 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 great we have chemistry but 
you also have to have other stuff too to make it work so yeah um, and then it, this is also the episode too where where Lorelai's like oh you know you're really spoiled by Dean he was a great first boyfriend I'm like they keep going on and on about how great Dean was mm-hmm. and you know I don't see what warrants that yeah other than he wasn't bad to her all the time which does not mean that you're a good mate no I don't think it justifies like how he is and all that like yeah, it's, um, doesn't quite add up. Yeah, and for Lorelai to say that is, you know, I get. I mean, this is kind of fitting in character because she said this before. But what exactly did he do that made him such a great first boyfriend? Uh, he no. seems quite possessive. Mm-hmm. And I think we really need to watch when we tell people that stuff because you, we don't know what that person's really like. Yeah. I don't see anything in Dean that would make me go, oh, yeah, he was a great first boyfriend. And then, then Lorelai even goes so far to say is that he spoiled you. Mm. And Ye- it, it just seemed really unhealthy to say yeah. that to someone. Especially when, you know, the way we look at Dean is, like, he was nothing great um, and had some controlling issues. Like, you know, when she was rehearsing the Shakespeare play and he had to sit there and watch her. Mm. Um, there, was some, there was some toxic behavior there, so... Yeah, I think we really have to be careful when we tell, especially an impressionable teenager, that hey, this guy was so great because you really don't know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think it's time to rate this episode. What would you give this a score of? There are different elements I would give different ratings to, but I think overall I'd give it a seven. Okay, I'm at a seven too. So, okay, there we go. Yeah, we agree on a rating. Yay! Yay! Yeah, well, it's it's seven. It's a good episode, but I, I don't think it's great. I think there's some stuff that just yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I like this episode. Yeah. Yeah, there's some things that kind of drag a little bit that I think they could have taken out. Mm-hmm. But overall, like the whole thing with Alex at the car where they're talking about getting food and everything. That's I mean, it's like, what's the point of this? I think it makes even le- less sense anyway. considering Alex just stops being on the show peace out right yeah 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 so goodbye to alex goodbye alex hardly knew you on to bigger and better things apparently hey maybe he got a really good gig i should look it up later why he left the show because i'm kind of curious now because it seemed like they were setting him up for something and then he just drops off it's kind of weird okay david leave too right because he started working at oc yeah, that's later on, yeah. So. Oh, okay. Anyways. Uh, you can find Steph over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book, and Talking Brains is the podcast. And, uh, yeah. I'm over at threeingreenerds.com, posting stuff almost every other day. And with that said, we'll see you all next time. And uh, we're going to talk Bye. about uh, the next oh. episode, which is uh face off not the movie with nicholas cage and john travolta all right until next time bye for now bye